Welcome to this very special Amazing Race 26 episode of You Are Seen Them with the Amazing Race podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Halmstone, and joining me as always is the Canadian who performs better when he's angry, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. And I'm very pleased to say that joining us today is the queen of wonky helmets, Hayley Bivens. <laughs> Hi, that would be me. <laughs> it's your legacy. I know, I know. And the thing is, I... I don't know, I always wear helmets when I bike, and of course, like, the most ill-fitting one that I could find would be when I'm on TV, right? <laughs> it couldn't be just my everyday helmet that fits improperly. It has to be that one. Absolutely no joke. Whenever I see a wonky helmet on, on TV now, I immediately just think of you. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Simpson. I'm glad that my experience can uh, can keep going. <laughs> could bring some memories back. So how are you? I'm well. I'm doing really well. How are you guys doing? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, Logan's podcasting injured today, which yeah. isn't necessarily yeah. fun. He decided to seek attention at a half marathon. <laughs> Seeking attention. <laughs> Such an attention seeker. My first half marathon was a doozy, let me tell you. <laughs> Basically, you needed Haley there to just sort of care for you medically. Yes, that's my, that is what I do. That's that what I was me. thinking. I'm a like, nurse all the way. That's what I was thinking. Today would have been the perfect day. Like, oh, who knew that the day where I would need the most medical attention is the day that we interview Haley? <laughs> right. <laughs> Trauma nurse extraordinaire. <laughs> so what have you been up to since you're on the race? It's been a while for you. Yeah, it's it it's crazy how long it's been now and like we're so like it's like almost like our season, like our cast, we're like, Oh, we're just like a bunch of like irrelevant has beens now. <laughs> um but yeah, after the race I actually ended up um getting married, which is cool. And I now have two dogs, no cats. <laughs> Like you guys first uh, said. <laughs> and yeah, and then I um, work full time. I have my master's degree in nursing education now. So I'm a clinical education specialist and do a lot of ER education for nurses and um, teach in an internship program. So that's pretty cool. And then other than that, nothing, really nothing too exciting. <laughs> just back to normal. Just living it up. <laughs> yeah, just touring around living life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nothing too crazy. Not working in any sugar cane fields, not riding a bike around Amsterdam with a bad helmet, you know. <laughs> not blowing a million dollars rappelling down a tower. None of that. <laughs> Did we uh, tell you that when we went to Amsterdam, we uh, we were half thinking of getting Logan on a bike with a wonky helmet just for you? <laughs> yes. If only I could ride a bike. <laughs> yeah, we went to the pit stop while we were there, but we uh, we didn't decide to do the bikes in the end. Oh, you should have. You should have. That ride was actually really long. It was quite a few miles. And yeah, with my helmet malfunctioning and everything, you know, <laughs> it seemed even longer. <laughs> just kind of rowing around. I just love that entire leg. I don't know what it is about leg nine every time, but <laughs> it's always such entertaining TV. I was extremely whiny during that one, for sure, because I was just over everything at that point. <laughs> the helmet, getting in trouble for not pedaling fast enough, and then no one's listening to my direction. <laughs> like the, the last two uh, interviews that we recorded were with Brooke and Scott, who had an iconic episode nine. Uh-huh. 
So it, it's just, it's become a running theme now. We just interview people with really interesting, like, nights. <laughs> well, nine is one of my favourite numbers, so maybe that's why that was just my... <laughs> yeah, it works out for you. <laughs> my what, time what to of... really be a mess. <laughs> one of, what, what beats out nine? Um, I don't know, Germany was pretty bad. <laughs> if you recall Germany, <laughs> with the beer stuff. And yeah, that one wasn't really a great time for me. <laughs> the two legs where I've been to locations from your season are Munich and Amsterdam. No <laughs> word loved, of a lie. I loved Munich as a place, but I did not like <laughs> the tasks there because it was cold when we were there. And then I had all that beer that had spilled all over me. It was in my shoes, my socks, all over that outfit, in my hair. It was just, oh, it was everywhere. And then we had to go outside and it was freezing. And, oh, that was just not. That was the Captain Obvious episode, if you remember that. (laughs) (laughs) That was Captain Obvious episode. (laughs) There's so many good quotes that came out of you and Blair. (laughs) The Captain Obvious episode. We had the Why Are You Not Listening To Me episode. Yeah, (laughs) there's quite a few. For sure. (laughs) So how did you get on the race? Actually, I've always liked the race. I've always been a fan. And um, I had went to visit my friend in LA. And um, there was all this stuff, like, about auditions just all over the place that would, like, I don't know, just, like, pop up random places or, like, flyers up at, like, bars and stuff about stuff they were casting for. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try out for Amazing Race. And so I got back home from LA and I looked at like when they were casting and stuff and they randomly had a, an open casting in Biloxi, Mississippi. And so I was like, well, how far is that? I Googled it. It was only about eight hours. So my friend and I actually drove eight hours to Biloxi and it was such like, it was crazy. Um, Where the casting was, it was actually at a community college okay so then you had to like go get in line and um we had literally like just made it in before they like cut off the line and said sorry from here back we just don't have enough time and then we only had like 60 seconds and it wasn't any like actual casting people there it was just their local cbs affiliate that films the stuff and sends it away so then um It was about a month later, I was at work and my phone was ringing and I was actually in with a trauma patient and my phone's ringing. I'm like, who keeps calling me? Because they called twice and it was some unknown um, number, but it was from LA. So I called it back and it was one of the casting people and he's like, oh, we're actually doing a single season. Are you single? I was like, why? Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) So, um, then it just went from there. And then um, I had to send some more like videos and then um, they flew me out to LA for the big uh, casting finals. And then that was really crazy because I didn't even know what to expect. I didn't really like research it too much, but basically you go there, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. Um, You just sit in your hotel. You never know like what's like going to happen next. Um, And you know, they're like, you could get cut at any time during this whatnot I made it through the whole thing got like the weird physical and my blood drawn in a hotel room and stuff and they kept my passport and we're like all right we'll follow up with you in a couple weeks and I was like okay and then they called me a couple weeks later and said that I was going to be an alternate and then they called me about a week after that and said oh guess what you're going pack your bags so yeah then that's just 
yeah, that's how it happened. And it was then great. the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, a lot of people are like recruited and stuff, but I'm really proud that I actually, you know, took all the steps as a fan and went through the process and made it on. So it was your first time applying and you got straight on as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first time like applying for anything of that nature. So yeah, it was really cool. I got really lucky. And have you kept up with the race since then? Or has this it sort of been sort of a glimpse behind the curtain and you went, Oh, not not anymore. <laughs> no, I liked season twenty seven a lot. I love that cast. Um, twenty eight was okay. I wasn't like a big fan of that season. There's some people on there I really liked and then I don't know, I don't, that one just didn't do it for me. Um, I like twenty nine, I like thirty, um, but yeah. So it's been it's been cool. Yeah. For sure. I, I like twenty nine a lot though too. That's a that's a good cast. We've made no secret of the fact we love twenty nine as well. Yeah, I love I love that cast. They're really good. They're actually, I think, one of my favorite casts in all of Tar. They're all just crazy. I know. They're like all such like cool personalities and stuff. And I'm actually I think so I have to go to Pittsburgh in September, so I told my Corito I have to meet him. Well, I'm there because that's where he lives. And I'm like, I have to meet you. Be very careful. <laughs> well, Be <man>. very careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told, I, and I also, I still have yet to meet Jesse, even though we're from like the same hometown in Ohio. So I'm going there this coming weekend. So I hope to either see her then or meet you when I'm in Pittsburgh. Um, Cause she's like, I love her. I think she is so cool. Yeah. Like she's, she's so, she's so jacked. Yeah, she is. She is gorgeous. And she just seems like such a cool person. And I don't know, just like, you know, she's a cop and everything. And yeah, she's just a really, she's a really cool girl. And she's such a sweetheart, too. Yeah, we spoke to Rado a couple of weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> it's always an experience being around Mike Rado. Oh, I can imagine. But yeah, their their cast is really cool. And they seem like really tight knit and everything, which is really nice. Yeah, I can see a lot of uh, similarities between your season and, and their season in terms of we love both of them. We love both casts. I mean... Yay, good. Thanks. <laughs> without going into it too much, you guys did defend Logan against uh, certain people in the 28 cast. Oh, for sure we did. <laughs> like, for sure. Which was all, always appreciated and, you know, hilarious when yeah. that happened for me. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, they were Thanks, just... Michael. <laughs> yeah, I think, and see, I think that's why I didn't like a lot of those people on 28, because they were just, I don't know, they just weren't, like, the regular part, like, the regular Tar family, I guess. I mean, there's some people I love, like, I love Sherry. She is probably one of the sweetest people. Um, I really, We're going to have really Sherry like on her. later on this month. Yeah, we're, oh, sp- we're speaking gosh, to I Sherry. I love her. I think she is so adorable. Um, but yeah, she is definitely, definitely one of my favorites from that season. And you said you're an alternate. Did you have um, any sort of first impressions of the rest of your cast when you saw them at finals? Well, that's the thing. At finals, I didn't know, like, who... I I didn't really know what was actually going on there, I guess. Um, Because there'd be some people that were, like, single, and then there'd be some that were paired up. I do remember seeing Allie and Steve at my casting. I did see them. Um, I didn't recall seeing, like, Blair or Jelani. Um, I did see Jenny. Um, I don't think I saw... Oh, I saw Jackie. Um, and I Was don't... Jeff around? Jeff, Did I didn't know. Did you see any know. communication between Jeff and Jackie? No. And what's weird about that, too, is that Jeff and I were on a lot of, like, the same flights, I think, uh, first off, because he was living in Tampa and I was living in St. Pete. So we, yeah, we ended up, um, you know, figuring that out early on 
on the race. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that two people from our area were cast for the same season. But yeah, it was the casting, the whole final casting thing was just such a weird experience for me. <laughs> I just had no idea what was going on ever. <laughs> I had this like huge suitcase of different clothes. And then they're like, actually wear this outfit every time we do interviews. And then the first time I saw Phil, I almost like, I walked in this, it's all like in hotel rooms and they like set up all these people and stuff. I walked in and Phil was there and I think like I almost passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Phil always seems so nice every time we hear about him. He is. Oh my gosh. He is so, he is such a nice guy. And he's like so down to earth and just such a chill guy. I w- there was a couple of times that Blair and I um, got to like, you know, talk to him a little more one-on-one, like in Peru um, while they were, we checked in really early. And so um, we got to have dinner with him. And he was talking about um, his documentary that he was making. So that was cool. And then to see it come out, it was like, oh, I remember, you know, sitting in Peru eating with him when he was talking about doing this. So that was cool. Was the pit stop greeter there? And was the pit stop greeter any happier than what we saw at the end of that leg? (laughs) Oh, in Peru? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they were. They were actually, um, that that was an interesting pit stop because... We got there, and it was, like, a locally owned hotel kind of thing. Um, Maybe more like a bed and breakfast because the rooms were actually, like, rooms that you'd see in someone's house. And I remember when we were there, like, looking down, and it was, like, someone's shower was, like, right outside of my window. (laughs) I could, like, see into their shower. (laughs) The the second worst shower experience (laughs) from what I've heard from your season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's been worse. (laughs) There was way worse. That's another legacy your season has is the the first pit stop in Japan. The oh, the porn house. The yeah. affectionately titled Jack Shack from Michael Rizal. <laughs> Oh my god, that place was awful. I was so excited to go there because I thought it was going to be like one of those coffin hotels. And so we get in there and I'm like looking around and there's like these comic books everywhere. And I'm like looking closely. I'm like, oh my god, the anime characters are naked. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> They're not anime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like Stanley then... Hudson. <laughs> yeah. It's and... <laughs> and it's a beautiful art. <laughs> It was crazy the random people who were there, and then even crazier was like our little like we each had our own little cubicles, and like uh, mine and Blair's cubicle, we had like a little partition window between ours, and I slept with all my clothes on, like my hair was like up in a hat, I had mittens on, like I didn't want to touch anything in there. It was so disgusted, but we were across from the phone booth, and yeah, it was like. The phone booth. Oh, okay. But it was so gross because they had, like, snacks and fountain pop and stuff. And I was like, I'm not eating one thing in this place. I do not want to touch anything. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to touch anything. It was so disgusting there. Like, I, oh, my God, it was so bad. So gross. (laughs) I was so excited to get out of there. (laughs) But, yeah, that was... That, and see, like, I guess I thought, too, there were so much, so many misconceptions I had about Amazing Race, because um, I didn't really look into, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff ever. So, I didn't, I thought I would actually be able to take, like, a suitcase, and then, like, the backpack was just, like, a prop and everything. So, that was a big, a big shocker for me, packing a month's worth of stuff in a backpack. And then I guess I thought we stayed at, like, nice places and flew first class, <laughs> and that was not... 
that was not the uh, situation either. So, <laughs> was there anything that you brought on the race that you regretted immediately? Oh yeah, for sure. I brought oh I brought so much crap that I need. I brought like a curling iron, a hair dryer. <laughs> I brought so much stuff like that. And as we would go on, I would start like leaving stuff behind. <laughs> because I was sick I was so sick of hauling it around <laughs> so all that kind of stuff I was like okay I don't need this <laughs> this is taking up way too much space <laughs> yeah I don't think many people go onto the race thinking hmm what should I actually bring what's sensible <laughs> yeah I I did look at some stuff the well one thing I was um afraid of because I was like we're going to all these different climates I'm sure so how am I going to pack you know, for a month of different clients. And so I actually would watch some YouTube videos on stuff to bring. And so then I uh, brought mainly like layer stuff, I, like clothes I could layer. And then I brought like laundry detergent for sinks, for sink laundry. And <laughs> But I, there's more stuff I wish I would have brought. I did bring a compass that I never used. <laughs> and then I brought these little flashlights, which I did use those. But yeah, there's definitely some other stuff I wish I would have brought, like a pillow I don't know, blanket <laughs> for all those airport times. So. You should have brought the, the compass out when uh, you were telling Blair he was going in the wrong direction. Would have been a perfect prop. <laughs> yeah, I could have, got the, could have pulled the compass out. I think at that point I had already like left it behind somewhere because I wasn't using it. It was like just taking up space in there. <laughs> you should bring the compass to uh, Mike Rado when you meet up with him in Pittsburgh. Oh, I should. <laughs> <laughs> Which way is north? The compass is magical, is. <laughs> Do you know how to use this thing? <laughs> it's a magic map, Liz. <laughs> so funny. That was such a good season. For us as well, it helps that a lot of them are really good sports. Which is yeah, the same for absolutely. your season. Yeah, for sure. When people are in on the joke, it helps a lot. And when people are a little bit too miserable and serious about it, it spoils our fun. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, you have to, I mean, going into that experience, you do have to keep just an open mind with it and everything. And, you know, you guys know I got like a ton of hate. Um, but it was funny because for every, like, I would say for like every couple people that would like talk crap about me and hate on me, then I would have like such a great, like such random people that would come out of nowhere and be like, oh my God, I loved you on your season or like, you're my favorite person on there. So it made, you know, it made it worth it. And it was just, you know, having to keep an open mind about it and kind of work through some of the internet trolls (laughs) because I never have to deal with anything like that before so I think it's a weird situation for you because you are obviously the person in your season where you've got a lot of hate for Uh being like a strong female generally yeah but yeah yours is a weird situation where I think people started actually coming around on you yeah more than usually happens yeah it was weird because I would see some stuff and then it would be like people would hate me and then they'd be like, oh, I didn't like her at first, but now I do. And I'm like, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you like me. <laughs> I mean, what's not to like? We were always singing your praises from like one, so. <laughs> well, thank you. Like from the audition intro. <laughs> Even though you said I probably had a bunch of cats and I was like, no, make it dogs. <laughs> from the video where it looked like you were topless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had on a dress. <laughs> it was just a really bad angle it was well that was like in my apartment and i was using my old laptop because it was the only one i could figure out how to like use the camera function on and like edit the video <laughs> so 
Yeah, so it looked like you were topless and had loads of cats. That was the first impression we got of you. <laughs> and there were no cats there. <laughs> and I was fully clothed. <laughs> but the story's misleading. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so how were your nerves when you sort of ran up to the, the start line? Oh my gosh, I was so nervous. Um, well, and the funny thing was... We were sitting in this little tent at that park. Um, well, let me back. Let me take it back a little bit here. So when you get there, um, you get picked up from the airport, and then you're taken to a hotel. And I thought, like, um, we were going to start right away. You know, like, I, my backpack was all ready. We were going to go. But actually, there's about five days that you have to do, I don't know, I guess just some stuff to get prepared and everything. So you don't actually know when you're leaving like what day you're going. So for five days, I sat in this hotel room um, and there's a amusement park across the street. And I would like watch this little roller coaster. You don't have your phone. You don't have, you know, anything. You're not allowed to talk to anybody. So I was just like going nuts in this hotel. So when we finally got to the start line, I just could not even believe that it was actually happening because <laughs> it was all so surreal to me. I mean, I went from, I don't know, just going about my everyday life at work, you know, going to work, taking care of patients, never had such a cool experience like that in my life or never thought that that would be something I would get to do. So the fact like when I actually got there, I was just like, I can't even believe we're at the start line for amazing right? <laughs> like, this is just insane. <laughs> and then you were just sort of thrown into it with pairing up with a stranger and then having to dive into a mud pit. Yeah, exactly. And there's the one thing that I always am like, oh God, I just do not like mud runs and I just have no desire to do a mud run. And of course I'm there like with my hair done, my makeup, all the stuff because I'm thinking like, oh, I just might be meeting my future husband or something. This is great. And then, yeah, then I go jump in a bunch of mud. <laughs> they, I didn't even have a hair let... tie. I didn't even have a hair tie. It's horrible. <laughs> Did they let you have the selfie uh, cam in the hotel for all those days? No, no. We didn't even know that was going to be a thing. Neither did we until it sort of sprung up. Yep, the good old Nokia. And I was like, oh man, I, I wonder if there's snake on this phone. Like, I was excited about a Nokia. <laughs> Surprised like, there was an Amazing there? Race. There is Amazing Race Asia 3 where they actually did have a play a game on a Nokia video gaming device. Oh my god, I would kill yeah. it. I would, oh, that would be a great challenge for me. <laughs> I get It's like similar to Mario Kart or F Zero. See, that would be awesome. Yeah. Give me some Mario Kart. Give me some old school Donkey Kong. Like regular Nintendo. I'm all about it. <laughs> I've been playing so much Crash Bandicoot over the past week. It's so difficult. That is a really fun game. I think I played that on like Nintendo 64 when I was younger. Was that on Nintendo 64? No, PS1. They, they never got it onto the oh. N64. I, I feel like I played that though on something. So difficult. I forgot how hard it is. Because like, I was I was much more of a Spyro fan than a Crash Bandicoot fan, and I'm very excited for the remaster of Spyro next year. But like, Crash Bandicoot's so difficult. I feel like I have played that one, and then it was hard. Just like, no, not doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, the loading the times were the worst. <laughs> if I like don't get, if I like am playing something, I'm not like great at it. I get really frustrated, and I'm like, okay, maybe this, maybe I've just got to stop. This is gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> Some kind of a perfectionist and stuff like that. I'm too competitive. <laughs> and I forgot until I was looking through my notes earlier that you guys had quite a slow start to the race, really. You'd... 
We did. <laughs> I'd forgotten how low your average was for the first couple of legs. Oh my god, I know. Well, it was because we came in. Okay, we were on that second flight, and then that kind of like threw us off for two legs, three legs, and then yeah. So we were we were at the bottom of the pack for a while, and then we finally like moved our way up, and then kind of just hung out at the top. So. And I think that, like, led to a lot of people hating me, too, was the fact that then it looked like, you know, oh, this, you have this stupid little blonde, she can't pull her weight, she's whining, and this and that, and so it was like, but then when we picked it up, you know. You really picked it up. We, we were good. <laughs> we did, and we were good. <laughs> we got it together. When you start describing yourself at the start as controlling and a perfectionist, and it's just like, you're just <laughs> setting yourself up for people to not love you. I know, and I and the thing is, I'm a really like honest person about stuff, and pretty blunt. So I'm like, yeah, that's me. Like I'm a perfectionist, and and it's like it comes along though. I think that comes with like my job. I I kind of have to be a perfectionist with stuff, um, especially like taking care of people. I mean, you kind of have to be, and you have to be on top of it. And you have to be like you know double checking the doctor's orders, making sure everything's right, and really um, you know making sure your charting's right and everything that you do is pretty meticulous so that's just how I am <laughs> I like things to be perfect I like things to be nice kind of OCD about stuff so <laughs> just how I am <laughs> would perfect and nice be also be the way to describe um uh Jonathan Knight yes I love okay John is probably one of the sweetest most down-to-earth people I have ever met in my entire life. He is seriously such an amazing guy. You would think, like, you know, he's in this major boy band. He has, like, this huge, huge fan base. And you would think, I don't I guess I didn't know how I thought he would be. But he is seriously just so down-to-earth. Harley is, too. But John, I mean, it, it's crazy. You know, he lives on a farm. He has a farm. He's always taking in animals and He's always, you know, building stuff around his farm, and he's just—he is such a nice guy, such a great guy. Is it you or Michelle that has gone to the most uh, New Kids on the Block concerts since uh, think, your season ended? Yeah, I think we each went to like four or five, and then I saw him last year. It was last year, yeah. He was in Tampa, so I went to his Tampa show. But yeah, we went to. Well, I went to Cleveland, Orlando. Grand Rapids, and I feel like there may have been one more. So I've I've seen him like maybe four or five times in concert. <laughs> Has he ever he's... considered dropping the new from New Kids on the Block after the band's <laughs> been around for almost thirty years? Because now they're like the old kids, or you could or old could kids be, like, on the retirement home. Yeah, or it could be instead of like New Kids on the Block, it could be new old guys on the block <laughs> older guys you know <laughs> older guys shaking fists to get off their lawn on your block <laughs> and and the crazy thing is seeing them live i cannot believe how he just can go all show he is a he's so talented i mean their dancing and stuff is still really really good and really up to par they put on an excellent show so it's it's crazy that they're older now but their show is still so good See, it's really weird for us because the past couple of episodes we've asked people uh, who's your favourite member of like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and we can't really ask you who your favourite member of New Kids on the Block is because it's an obvious answer for you. Yeah, that's John for sure. He was for sure. And see, I was a little young for New Kids. 
um, when they came out. But I remember, and my cousin was, like, obsessed with them. So I, like, knew enough about them. So I was more, like, in sync, BSB, 98 degrees. <laughs> my sister had the new kids on the lunch, or new kids, not new kids on lunch, new kids on the block lunchbox. Uh, oh, like the old uh, plastic <laughs> one with the little thermos in there? I think so. I think so. I didn't ask too many details beyond that when I was younger. (laughs) (laughs) And who would have thought then John ends up being on tar. (laughs) It's all connected. (laughs) Yes. I I was so sad that they got out when they did because they had, oh, I would have loved to experience more with him and Harley because they're just such great guys. Didn't they almost get the save? Yeah, they did. And I forget what happened with that. Because the story just... we heard is that it was both sides of the detour you had to complete to get the save. Yes, yes. With the um, with the the other one was wakeboarding at this um indoor or this like a uh, uh, little wakeboard park. We tried to do that um after we did our. Um, it's tough. It's it tough. So I wiped hard. out a lot. <laughs> you know, though Blair did it. Blair made it around like the first time, and then I was the one that couldn't get around to it it was really hard i would get up for a couple seconds and then i would just face plant and we were wasting a lot of time so we're like all right we gotta go <laughs> like right before the episode aired i did a wakeboarding lesson as a freebie and it's so hard it is it is so difficult it's just i mean i don't know i thought like my upper body strength is pretty good to, to you know kind of pull myself up but I just could not. I couldn't get the balance right. I couldn't get anything about it right. It was horrible. <laughs> it's definitely not a, a hobby. <laughs> Thailand was sort of where your your success began, shall we say. Yeah. Thailand, when we didn't read them, I was like, okay. So we get to the place and I'm like, don't, I don't, I don't want to follow Jenny and Johnny because I don't think they're doing it right. He's like, no, that's what they did. And so he grabs his tray and starts to run off. And I'm like, but wait, why would they have all this other stuff here if we only need to take like one thing? That doesn't seem to make sense. Like, you really think they're not going to have us take this big bowl of soup down a zip line? <laughs> like, for sure, we need to be doing that. And so then, um, and, the, and the thing is, like, behind the scenes, some of the times when I'm like yelling at him to like slow down or something, it's because we have like a 10 foot rule where we have to be within 10 feet of each other during tasks that we're working on together. So, you know, the camera people would be like 10 foot rule, 10 foot rule. So then I'd have to yell at Blair like, hey, you know, got to get back here. <laughs> 10 foot rule. Stop running <laughs> you off. You have to wait for me. It's like house yeah. arrest. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're pretty much like connected at the hip for duration of the the filming so yeah pseudo, that's when I had my first... yeah exactly and that's when I had the first like okay you need to listen because we had to repeat the whole thing and it's a pretty steep um thing that you have to climb up to to get to the food and all that stuff and it's like I, I just don't want to waste time <laughs> you know I just want to get it done and over with so yeah having to redo it kind of sucked but oh I was I was not happy, as you could tell. <laughs> I'm not sure if I said it enough. But then you got the the wonderful treat of having to drag Blair up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Logan's favourite sort of task. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so we, I don't know. And I, the, thing, the crazy thing about Thailand, too, is when we got there, they gave us... Um, money just to go like spend the night out and party and stuff and that was pretty cool so we had fun with that they did a lot of sort of slightly 
odd things during your season like that with the yeah the date nights and the letting you yeah. sort of mingle as as rest periods and the mm-hmm. jack shack yeah the I, I think they were they were hoping for some action some sparks to to ignite and that definitely wasn't happening <laughs> there was only one pair that that really happened for and that was of course bergen and kurt <laughs> Absolutely. They were definitely the most compatible of our season. <laughs> Didn't they get engaged? Yeah, they did. They did. It's weird because they're not, I don't even think they're like friends on social media and stuff anymore. Neither do I. I think they, I, they fell I out royally. Like, <laughs> yeah, they really did. Which is sad because I, I know like Bergs is one of my good friends and I don't really know what happened, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't. I honestly don't think, like, anything actually happened. I think it was just, like, that's just, they just didn't get along, I guess. I don't know. Nothing in common? <laughs> no, I, I, they really don't have a lot in common at all. Um, yeah, so they were definitely an odd pair. And I, I do remember, though, it was so funny, Bergen, on the race, he he was mad because Kurt brought, like, a pea coat to wear as, like, a jacket, you know? And so he's, like, wearing a pea coat while he's racing. But he's like, who brings a pea coat on an amazing race? He's like, and how did I get stuck with this? my partner? <laughs> like, I don't know. I like her. I don't have any, I don't have any problems with him. So. <laughs> I think their exit is one of the most awkward <laughs> Matt chats ever. <laughs> Where they're sitting in well, the no train station. <laughs> sitting at opposite ends of the, the train station just hating each other. <laughs> Yeah, like really just like over the experience at that point. <laughs> just over having to drive everywhere and <laughs> Yes. I actually wanted to drive because before I left I took um driving lessons to learn how to drive a manual car. And I was like I was so excited, I was like, I wanna drive somewhere, I wanna drive somewhere and then Blair kinda he decided to be the driver. Yeah, which is fine in the long run, because then I could just sit back there and be the backseat driver. <laughs> and just tell him he was doing clearly everything those, wrong. Yeah, clearly those skills of mine are up to par, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, I was so close to meeting Bergen, what was it, back in, what was that, Michael, back in September? Yeah, September, wasn't it? Yeah, because oh, him and his grandparents were in Vancouver, and I just have to be in Vancouver that weekend. Then we were talking a bit, and then uh, I think the grandparents wanted to rest earlier in the day or something like that, so it threw, it threw off our Stanley Park uh, meetup that day. But I have the story of almost meeting uh, Bergen also. <laughs> oh, he is so cool. I, I absolutely love Bergs. I miss him so much. I need to get together with him. And I almost met him in Seattle in November, because I, I was up there and then he wasn't available. Oh, he is so he is so cool. You guys would love Bergs in person. Like He's a really cool guy. He was very nice to us during your season as well. Yeah, he is. He's such a nice guy. He might have been the first one to actually listen to us. Yeah, I think he might have been actually because he was very much in on the jokes that we were making about him and Kurt. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> I think he is the one that like sent me your stuff originally, like from the get go. And I know some some people at first were like, "Oh, oh my god, I can't believe they're saying this stuff." And I was like, "I think this is hilarious." <laughs> like. Really? Because I think it's hilarious. So, yeah, I think he was the one. We're in a quiet taste sometimes. We, we were not actually that bad for your preview. We got we have got worse. <laughs> well, I thought it was great. <laughs> and I was never mad or offended. 
And I love, like, when you guys talk about, like, the casual fans, because I feel like, Tar, you really do have to be, like, a true fan to really appreciate all that goes into it and everything. So, yeah, the, the casual fan complaints. It's always funny, like, they spit on the potatoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, okay, um, people probably pee in crops, you know? <laughs> like, you're going to wash it before you eat it. You're not just going to, like, bite into it like it's an apple. <laughs> Can you tell us a certain, would you spit on potatoes? No, I wouldn't spit on the potatoes. I was thinking about it. Well, my heritage, I'm Ukrainian, so... I grew up eating a lot of pierogies and peeling a lot of potatoes. So when we had that option of potatoes or making the drink, I was like, yeah, I'm not about the potatoes. I was thinking, like, that sounds like a nightmare. So, no. <laughs> Let's just make like the a drink. <laughs> it's almost like it's sacred in Ukrainian culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of potatoes, lots of cabbage noodles. Oh, yeah. Maybe those were the protesters that were that she did the full-on petition for Lauren had. What was, I can't remember the petition website, but that was just gold. That Change.org, wasn't it? Change.org, yes. For an amazing <laughs> race potato spitting incident. I think 27 people signed that petition. Oh my gosh. I'm surprised that there's 27 people that were that offended by that. I oh, mean, it was just, a big thing. I know, like, I, like, I just don't get, like, why... They were so, it's not like they were, like, spitting in someone's prepared food. The stuff was rolling all, well, they come from the ground. Number one, potatoes come from the ground. <laughs> so they're dirty to begin with. <laughs> like, and then when they would, you know, unleash them if they did it wrong, and then they had, they were all over the road. So <laughs> I don't think that the spit was <laughs> the main issue they should have been so concerned with. <laughs> I guess as long as Roberto Alomar didn't spit on the potatoes, then it was all good. It's <laughs> <So. laughs> crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's insane. It was insane, the stuff people get mad about. On the plus side for you guys, I think that's probably what distracted everyone from hating on you. Yeah, exactly. So then they were like, okay, we'll move on to something else. And then I know, like, in one episode, they really weren't happy with um, Jenny, and then they... You know, it was funny whenever somebody else would like do something, it was like all of a sudden that I was like an afterthought. Like they were mad at Allie in the and I think it was in their elimination episode when she was mad about the flat tire and stuff. And then they like said mean things about her. And I'm like, oh, my God, Allie's so sweet. And then they said stuff about like Jenny. And I'm like, Jenny's also super sweet. So it's it's funny. Where did then, the like, intense you know, Jenny come from near the end? Like right in that final episode, suddenly Jenny's saying all these things that were just completely <laughs> out of character for her all season. Well, a million bucks is on the line. It's getting close, you know? <laughs> it's getting close. So close. And it's funny because that's near the end, too. It's like when Blair and I, I don't know, we weren't like really panicked, I guess you could say. We were like, we know we can do well. <laughs> we just had that rocky start of kind of finishing at the bottom every time so yeah and it's it's kind of like it's kind of like um jesse and francesca you know how they had they got to ride they got the ride to the airport with phil and that kind of like screwed them over though in the long run because i kind of like put them at the bottom for a while and that's how it was like our first episode had that um flight situation and we were on that second flight and then it was just us mike and rochelle and cj libby and cj and yeah we were just at the bottom it really sucked. <laughs> that was pretty stressful. 
It's crazy that Phil's like this expert cyclist, but yet when he drives Jesse and Francesca to the airport, suddenly he drives like a grandpa and they're in last place because of it. <laughs> right? He's like driving real slow. Should have been a tandem bicycle and they would have been fine. <laughs> exactly. He's an endurance exactly. cyclist. He's not quick at it. <laughs> we have to set a good pace, Ch- Jesse and Franny. <laughs> we <laughs> right. let everyone turn before us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like in the back of the pack, making sure everyone's going and doing well. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, but I did. I felt so bad for them when it, because that's essentially, you know, <laughs> what got them. <laughs> Poor girls, because they. I feel like they could have went a lot farther. Definitely would have, would have went a lot farther. So what actually happened with the Monaco pit stop? Because it was just a complete mess with everyone trying to find it. Was it just really confusing to find? Oh, yeah. So, well, it really wasn't that confusing. It was just um, this how the street signs are and everything. Like, we had a map, and then we just followed the street signs. But they are really little. So if you aren't paying attention for the signs, then you end up... Um, just driving right by and that's what everyone did but one thing that Blair and I would be really good about because I am really detail oriented with like when we were driving and stuff looking for signs and whatnot um he's driving I'm like okay stop there's a sign and we're like yep that's it we verified with our map and then you know we just end up there we didn't get lost on the way to that pit stop at all (laughs) so we were really excited because we thought we were going to be cutting it close you know with that one since i think only mike and rochelle were left when we left that pit stop yeah because you guys went from like sixth to first i think jeff and jackie went from third to seventh yeah so that was and and that's that's what's really cool about the whole race in general is because it can change real quick (laughs) you go from the bottom and then go you know go straight to the top and that's kind of what we did because we were always at the bottom and then we we became a force to be afraid of. <laughs> Everyone was afraid of the little blonde girl. <laughs> they they started being afraid of us. <laughs> and the other funny thing was, too, I think sometimes they thought, like, we weren't, for the longest time, no one thought we were a threat. And then it was like, oh, wait, who won first place? And then I feel like people at first kind of thought it was like a fluke. And then it's like, no, we're here to stay. Like, this is where we belong at the top. This is where we should have been from the from the beginning. So... Which makes it good, because we got a little taste of what it's like to almost be eliminated. <laughs> of having a fire lit under you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Was so. the Monaco pit stop the nicest accommodation of the race? I just presumed. Uh, yeah, that one was pretty nice. And actually, um, Thailand, we had some really nice accommodations there. And in Thailand, it was funny, because I guess where we were... Um, I don't know if it was like a rumor, but one of the hotel employees was telling us about it. Um, I guess Snoop Dogg had stayed there and caused like a big mess or something. <laughs> what? Yeah. At the rooftop place where we had checked in. Yeah. And um, so we didn't stay there. We actually stayed in Bangkok and we stayed at this really nice hotel there. And it was cool because I remember at that um, pit stop, Blair and I, we everyone that's single had their own rooms and stuff but Blair's room um, we hung out in there and had dinner together because his room overlooked a soccer stadium and so there's like a really big game going on we got to watch that from like high above in Bangkok so it was pretty cool but those accommodations were really nice too and we had really good food there so but yeah Monaco was equally as nice Um, we had our rooms that were 
like overlooking all these yachts and everything. Our we had balconies and whatnot, so that was really cool too. Namibia was a little rough. <laughs> Namibia was tense, wasn't it? Yes, <laughs> my first time, my first time ever staying in a tent. <laughs> I'm just not a tent goer. So, yeah, not a that was... no, I am not. <laughs> Mason Race Canada has already had two, they've had back to back seasons where they've had at least one task where you have to uh, make it or pitch a tent. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I am or not actually, really good with tents. Yeah, tents, I realize, are just not my. Not my strong point. <laughs> I don't like sleeping in them very much. <laughs> well, and then I was scared because they kept talking about these scorpions and checking your shoes and snakes and all these other bugs and whatnot. So I was like laying in there and I would I would make Blair come check for me. I'm like, can you check in there to see if there's any scorpions or anything <laughs> in my sleeping bag? <laughs> You're already way too stressed about actually having to camp and then you have to deal with all the bugs as well. Yes. But we did have, I will say one cool thing about Namibia, we spent Thanksgiving there and we had this huge feast. It was delicious. And then the next night in Namibia, we had this other really big feast. It was all these different kinds of meats and, oh, it was just, it was just a really, really fun time. And we were all like just hanging out, kind of mingling and whatnot. So we had a great time. Namibia looked amazing. Namibia is definitely on my list. Oh, it was so cool. It was so, like, so cool. You have to experience it because I I guess, I I don't know, I guess geography, I didn't pay attention. I don't know if I've ever even have ever heard of Namibia. But it was a really cool place because there's so much culture there. For example, you're driving, you know, through this desert. There's, you might see a giraffe. There's signs saying there's baboons everywhere. And then you come across, like, a traditional village and the people are very traditional. They're wearing like a loincloth. But then you go a little farther down, and then it's the it's the Germans that live there, and they're driving you know fancy cars and living in nice uh, suburbs and stuff, little subdivisions. So it's it's just it's such a crazy, such a crazy ordeal how it's all set up. And plus plus the bush plane pilot lives there, so Hagen lives there. So I'll have to go back and visit if I'm ever single again. You know, I okay. the sweetest thing in all of Namibia. Oh my gosh. So he followed me on um, Instagram after all that. And he would like, <laughs> like my, he would like stuff on there. And I would literally, I remember <laughs> I was at a baseball game. I was at a Tampa Bay Rays game. And I saw that he liked one of my posts and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I was with my friends. I was like, Hagen liked my post. They're like, who? I was like, Hagen, the bush plane pilot? I was like, we're friends on Instagram. He liked my post. <laughs> I was like, and, and we DM'd each other. So I was like, oh my God, <laughs> cloud nine. <laughs> cloud nine with the bush pilot. Oh, I was like, can I come back and visit sometime? You can take me on a plane ride? He's like, yeah, of course. I was like, okay, yep, all about this. <laughs> Weirdly in my notes, I do just have in massive letters, Hagen. Hagen. He was my, oh, Hagen was my race crush for sure. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was so cute. <laughs> I just love how, like, he be, he got a life of his own slightly due to us <laughs> making jokes, but. Right. <laughs> and he even had, like, a little feature. Didn't they put, like, a heart around him or something? Or no, he had a little caption that said, Hagen, handsome bush plane. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, when I saw him. And then I was, like, sitting there next to him in the plane and stuff. And I'm just trying to, like, chat him up the whole time. Poor Blair's just, like, sitting in the backseat of the plane. <laughs> oh, he was so when you, cute. <laughs> when you saw all of those animals driving by in Namibia, like the giraffe and all the other ones... Did you happen to see a zebra kicking some random guy in the <laughs> testicles? I got to see that after the fact, but I heard it. I could hear it. They were down. But yeah, that was that was so funny. And you know what's funny? We almost um we almost took the zebra, but I was like, you know what? I feel like zebras are mean. And then like this is just how I process things. I was like, I feel like zebras are mean. And then I was like, we were about to, I was like, let's just take the camel. And then once we're walking down, I was like, no, it's Dalmatians that are me. And they're the same color. But it turned out that the zebra was mean anyway. So <laughs> we made the good decision with the slow moving camel. <laughs> I can't tell the picture that whole scene play out with uh, you and Blair, if you guys had to use the zebra. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I would probably, like, scream and run away. I was, one of the tasks, when they asked, like, you know, what what's a task you wouldn't want to do, I'm fine with heights. I'm fine with, like, small spaces. Like, I'll do any of that. But anything with animals really, I don't know. I they It just would scare me, I felt like. And, yeah, if we were in the zebra situation, oh, I'd probably run and scream. <laughs> I'd be, like, climbing up a tree or something. <laughs> If only we had the selfie cam for Mike and Rochelle uh, during that task, right during mid-strike from the zebra. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that thing was vicious. <laughs> I actually can't believe that it's taken us this long to have someone else from your season on, because we talked to Mike and Rochelle like a week after your season finished. Yeah, now it's been forever. It's been years now. We're so old school now. We're like old school tar now. <laughs> you are, you're like... A couple of years old. I know. We're twenty. We're season twenty six, and now, yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. I am excited to see the new season, though, with all these different, all these different teams and stuff, and see how that plays out. I think that might be pretty cool. Were there any countries that you were disappointed not to go to when when you realized your entire route? You know, actually, I I wasn't. I went into it, you know wanting to go everywhere so no I would have loved to go to Ukraine because I want to go there so bad um I actually still have like family there so it'd be cool to see that um I really wanted to go to Iceland but you know I I was just grateful for the experience and being able to go to the places that we went because I would have never probably got to go there otherwise I like I would have never thought to go to Monaco I would never thought to go to Namibia so that was really cool Phil actually has been arrested. It's the only place he's been. Uh, Phil's been arrested in the Ukraine before. It's the only Phil's time he's ever been arrested there? in all 31 he's seasons. Been yeah, yeah. What when season do? 10 went to the Ukraine, they uh, stopped and arrested him. Was he sitting on potatoes like, the or something? White or something. <laughs> I don't know. They don't. They don't like kiwis in Ukraine. They only like potatoes, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't. Oh, I can't ever see Phil getting arrested. But I could see him being like really cool about it. Like, okay, whatever you need to do. <laughs> I think it ended up with the um, the ambassador having to come down and vouch for him. Yes, the ambassador really? had, to, had to be. Yeah, the ambassador had to come by and bail him out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy! I don't, I don't picture Phil like in handcuffs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't picture him in jail. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, you've been read your Miranda rights, and you have been eliminated from the race. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Phil. I just Phil is so cool. I I think one of my favorite parts of the whole experience was getting to like actually interact with him. Such a cool guy. I'm not sure whether Phil would enjoy talking to us for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he's such a people person. I feel like Phil could talk to anybody. He seems nice. He liked me. He liked me enough when I met him at the 28 finale. Yeah, I, th- I think he, he would like talking cool to us, just not necessarily some of the jokes that we make about people. <laughs> or about his, or my joke with him and his, with his dad and uh, Marisa and Brooke from uh, season uh, 13 at the New Zealand head stop. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a bad joke? <laughs> well, like, his dad just really liked Marisa and Brooke. Phil's dad? Yeah, they had Phil's dad as a pit stop greeter in the New Zealand like oh. for season 13. And then he's like, oh, I really want to give Maurice and Brooke a hug. He didn't give anybody else a hug, but he really wanted <laughs> to give a hug to Maurice and Brooke. Well, he's about it. <laughs> John Cogan, you old dog. <laughs> so I did not know that. I, I'm going to have to go back and watch that one. It's been a while since I watched the older Tar seasons. Do you remember if there was any decoy visas that they got for you? Yeah, um, there's one for Nepal. So we thought for sure we were going to Nepal. Yeah, we had one in there. And then I think that was just, I think that was the only one, just Nepal. But I was like, oh, I wonder if we're going. Um, And then, well, we had to get one for Peru as well. And so we weren't sure if we were like actually going there or if it was the the decoy one, which that was another thing. Like, I didn't know that they did, you know, (laughs) so... That was also kind of cool. I was so fascinated by all the behind the scenes stuff. I was just, the first time I saw like the clue and like the clue box and got to open a clue, I was, it was probably one of my favorite like moments of my life. <laughs> just geeking out. Yes, I was. I was like, oh my God, we get to practice. Cause we got to practice beforehand. You go through this like little practice thing and, um, you know, you practice like wearing the microphone, you practice opening the clues um, you practice like reading the clues. The first time I got to like touch the clue, like a real envelope, I was just like, oh, this is insane. <laughs> like Legend of Zelda music. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was so excited. Like opening the clue box, like the practice clue box. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. I can't even believe this. And then stepping on the mat. The cool thing. Okay, so the mat goes place to place and it has its own little bag that it gets like, you know, like rolled up in and stuff that and then the carpet the legendary carpet at the end yeah it was all that stuff to me was just mind-blowing <laughs> yeah the carpet is the same one that they've used in season one i think as well yeah it is it's the same one it only ever comes out for finales <laughs> yes <laughs> and that's a big piece that they that's like a big big carpet to travel with <laughs> it's got it all around <laughs> But yeah, that was like that stuff to me was so cool. And how mean was it when you opened the roadblock clue in Namibia and it was like, who's ready to jump out of a plane? And then it was like, not you. Oh my gosh. I was so excited. I was like, we're going skydiving. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted. And then, yeah, it was, we were running. It's the first and only, only time where the Travelocity Roaming Gnome's uh, roadblock count is one. <laughs> it was such... I hated that one. Oh, God. That was just... Oh, that was not fun. That was not fun at all. Because I, I was like, well, there's got to be something cool that happened, right? And it was like, yeah, no, nothing cool happened on, on that task. 
It was a very mean trick. It was. It was. I was so, so excited. I was like, I was literally like, my adrenaline was pumping all the way there. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. We are going there. We are going to be jumping out of a plane. I get to do it. Like, this is so my task. And uh, no, nope. (laughs) Did Blair choose not to do that one? Oh, were you like so pumped? You were just like, I don't care what it is, I'm doing it. <laughs> no, we were. Um, we would go back and forth, which is something else that's crazy too. Like going back and like really watching our season. There's a lot of teams that didn't do that. You know, like the like a lot of times the guys would just do it. But Blair and I, I was like, no, we're going to alternate between the two, between the two of us, so that you know, I I want to do stuff too. I'm here. I want to do everything too. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Is it true that Jeff and Jackie had to do every roadblock uh, together? (laughs) It seemed like they should have, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because I I thought for sure, like, they would end up together because they were so close on the race. But then when you, like, watch after, like, when you know, when you watch, and plus I got to know Jeff. Jeff's, like, one of my best friends in the whole world. And so, yeah, it was I was like, I was so surprised you guys didn't work out. And then, I don't know, I got to know him. I was like, yeah, I can see why you guys didn't work out. <laughs> but she's such a sweet girl, too. And Jeff is one of my best friends. So it's cool, like, the connections you make there. Yeah, Jackie's super nice. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, when you were at the at the finale party, Logan, and you talked to Jackie, did she actually say anything about having heard our podcast? Not specifically with, like, the sex tapes and stuff that we constantly make, but... She was like, oh, you guys always say really nice things about me. And then Laura said we, or, well, it was more coming from Ben. But yeah, Laura was saying like, yeah, you guys have said some stuff about me and Tyler on our podcast. <laughs> it's like, well, at least Jackie likes me. That's, 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 that counts. And then they won Laura <laughs> over by the end of the finale party. <laughs> yeah, Jackie is, she is such a sweetheart. I feel like Jackie would be a very good sport if she, if she knew of our podcast. <laughs> and the fact that we constantly made jokes. Yeah, I'm sure she would. Like, she is so funny. I love her. Although I didn't really, I'm not much of a Big Brother fan. Like, I don't watch it all the time. But I did watch um, her season of it when her and Jeff were on. Just until they were eliminated. <laughs> other than Race and Big Brother, are there any any other shows that you watch? Um, I've watched Survivor. And then, honestly, like, I really don't watch much TV. <laughs> I really don't. Um... Back in the day, I would watch, like, Real World and Road Rolls back at, like, high school. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't know. Like, if I, I if I like, do a Netflix binge, it's always The Office because I love that show. So, like, I've seen all of those probably a million times. I'm working my way through the box set at the moment. Oh, it's so good. Work faster, Michael. Yes. <laughs> Who's your favorite character on The Office, the U.S. version? I mean, probably Jim. Jim, I like Jim, yeah. I don't know, I think Dwight's my favorite, though. Although, there's a lot of Michael Scott moments I love, too. But yeah, that is such, that show, it's one of my favorites, for sure. But yeah, I've, but it's funny, because I have always watched Amazing Race. So that was pretty, pretty cool that I finally, like, made it on there. Although, I will say, like, when I was little, I always wanted to be on either Double Dare, which has remade, and I'm like, do an adult version and let me go on yeah, there. what the hell? Where did that come from? I was I not know. expecting a Double Dare remake. I know. It's so... Oh my god, I love it. And Mark Summers is still on there. 
And then I wanted to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple, and I wanted to be on Guts. Like, those were the shows I wanted to be on. <laughs> so all the Nickelodeon stuff, basically. Yes! Oh my gosh, yes. I would have loved to be on any of that. I still want to be on Double Dare. <laughs> if they do an adult version, we've already decided, um, uh, Mike and Rochelle and I and my husband, we would be a team. <laughs> on Double Dare. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Office remake that they keep talking about? I think it's a terrible idea. On the Office remake, you said? Yeah, they want to try and like they've been trying to reboot it the past year and a half. It's just that no network has bitten onto, I guess, whatever no, scripts they keep proposing, I, and Steve Carell will not do it. Yeah, see, without him, it just even the episodes where he's not in, it's I don't know, it's just not the same. I feel like what they did was great, and it's kind of like Friends, like. I don't know. It's wrapped up. It's good to go. You can always just rewatch, and that's what I do. I don't think a new season would work for for The Office. There's actually a channel on YouTube where 24-7 they show clips from various episodes, and it's the official Office US uh, YouTube channel, and they just do that all day long. And to show clips? Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to look into that because I love that show so much. (laughs) I feel like The Office is another one of those shows where it finished brilliantly. Uh-huh. And they just don't need to redo it. Exactly. Season 8 yes. could have been skipped. Another one is Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec ended perfectly, and I do not want them to reboot it at all in a yeah. million years. Definitely agree. The, there's some shows that once it's ended, okay, it's done. It's kind of like how I feel about Full House. I'm not really loving... I've tried to watch some of Fuller House, and I just... I don't know. It just wasn't the same for me. Uh, I've never seen Full or no, that's not Full House. Disregard complete what I said. I was confusing <laughs> it with Saved by the Bell because I was thinking there's that Funny or Die series where they, where it's an ongoing, where they recap episodes of Saved by the Bell, but it's just it's just the series is called Zack is a Dick or something like that, and it's just the re- <laughs> like when you really break down some of the episodes, mm-hmm. he's like borderline sociopath pretty much. See, I never really got into Saved by the Bell because I was always watching Nickelodeon instead. Like, I had the Nickelodeon lineup. That was my that was my jam. So I was just not really into Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Although, it's and then I watched, like... Diamond Cocaine Days. <laughs> I was a big Mr. Rogers fan. I watched a lot of PBS, Reading Rainbow, Carmen Sandiego, those shows. Carmen Sandiego, I, I, I adored Carmen Sandiego. Oh, I can't do the full uh, Rockapella, um, Acapella. Oh, Rockapella, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, I love them. And then, like, Reading Rainbow. Tell her on it, too. I, see, those are like the shows I watch. I was a little nerd, so I was like, oh, I can't wait for Reading Rainbow to come on, and can't wait to see where Mr. Rogers is going on a field trip to today. <laughs> so, that's, those are the ones I liked. <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful day in the Jack Shack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Logan, stop ruining people's childhoods. Yeah. We're going well, you know... to see some manga, some hentai. <laughs> Who knows what we'll see today. Right. It certainly you know won't be a working shower. <laughs> right, the shower was so awful. And you know what's funny about that, too, is we had not showered. Okay, so from the mud run, we had that outdoor shower. We get to LAX completely, like, soaking wet, you know, going through security like that. And they're, like, probably thinking, what the hell are these people doing? And then, basically, we didn't have a shower until... And it took, that was about three days of travel from the time we did the mud run until we got to Japan. So that was about three days. And then, you know, it's like, oh, finally, we're going to get to take a shower. And it was that shower. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. 
And then it was another leg of the race, another long leg. And then I remember the other hotel we stayed at um, in Japan. Oh, it was so disgusting, too. My room smelled like somebody sat in there 24 hours a day and smoked cigarettes. And it was literally, like, yellow. The wall was, like, yellow. It smelled Ugh. disgusting. And the shower in that room was just, like, this little, like, hand piece attached to the sink with this little, like, tile area. <laughs> it's like, you know what? <laughs> it's better than nothing. <laughs> so I was pulling mud out of my, like, hair for days <laughs> until I finally got, like, an actual shower. <laughs> so I was laying there. I just remember laying there, like, wide awake, listening to the sounds of the, of the jack shack <laughs> and thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I'm cut out for the amazing race. <laughs> didn't think it was going to be like this. <laughs> so it was a great experience. So, <laughs> and I can laugh about it now. <laughs> and you guys won two trips. Did you split them equally? Yes. I took the South Africa trip and Blair took the um, India trip. I said this at the time. I think South Africa is the coolest trip that they've given away in forever. Oh, that trip, I, oh my god, that, I always, like, want to go to South Africa. Anytime we're, like, planning a vacation, I'm like, let's go to South Africa, let's go, let's go, let's go back to South Africa, I want to go to South Africa, but it, also what's cool, too, is I got to do London, um, I'd never been to London before that, so I got to do London, I did a long layover there, and then um, went London to Cape Town, and then on the way back, um, I did Amsterdam, but I didn't go on a bike ride there that time. <laughs> I wandered around. <laughs> so, that's different. <laughs> you should have done what Brooke and Scott did and tell me you were going to be in London and then I could have come and met you. Oh, I know. I should have. It was like right after our season. I went in October after our season had ended. So, we ended in like May or something and then I went in October. And it was, oh my God, I loved London and I absolutely loved Cape Town. That was one of the coolest places I think I've ever been. I'm very, very jealous that you went to South Africa because it's always been on my list. It is so cool. You have to go. They have literally everything there. So they have really cool city area, like this waterfront area um, with all these different foods that you can try in these little markets and whatnot. And then they have obviously the mountains there. Then there's beaches. Um, I went shark cage diving. I went to all the wineries. It was just so cool. I Then I went, um, I met this really cool girl there and she was um, just traveling around and so um she was like oh i'm looking for somebody to go um to one of the villages with and you take the kids like books and snacks and stuff when they're walking home from school and so we went and that was so cool like we oh my gosh i had the best time there it was such a fun trip yeah everything i see of south africa is just it looks amazing and i've wanted to go on safari forever yes safari that's one thing i didn't get to do but we got to do we kind of did like safari stuff in Namibia and that was really cool, but I would love to go in South Africa. It's just, Oh God, such a cool place. Such a cool place. I could vacation there every year. <laughs> it's a lot of travel, but I love it. As Logan will vouch, like whenever any of these shows like amazing race and Belgian Mobile no, or South Africa, I'm like, Oh my God, this looks so cool. It is. It is just, oh my gosh, it's the coolest place. And then also I forgot there's Robin Island. I went to Robin Island when I was there where um, Nelson Mandela was. I did this bike tour around, which was really cool. I mean, there was just so much. I went and saw all these penguins. Oh my gosh, everything was just so cool. I loved every bit of it. Oh, and the shark cage dive was awesome because we went to Gansbane 
and that's on Shark Week a lot. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, the real deal. And you um, are the Shark Week. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And then it was right where um, the Atlantic and the Indian Oceans meet. So that was really awesome. I mean, just the whole the whole trip there. Oh my gosh, I could stay for a month and still not still not get tired of it. It was so cool. You absolutely have to go. It is such a cool place. She'll add it to my list. Yes, yeah. such a cool place. Screw six months in Asia next year for me. Let's uh, let's do some South Africa. Yes, you have Show to. Shosha Kalu's and Taba. Whatever uh-huh. that song goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, South Africa was just, oh my gosh, such, so amazing. I didn't even really know what to like expect there, you know? And when I got there, I just, I was, oh my gosh, I was mind blown. There's certain places where you, where you go there and go, this feels like home. Yes, I could definitely, it's so funny, I was like, I could live here. <laughs> There's so much to do and so much going on. I was like, I, I could transfer my nursing license. <laughs> it's not a problem. And Jason's like, no. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you could be a dentist there. See, it works out. <laughs> they, they have needs for these professions in every country. <laughs> in, the, in the States, is there a lot of doctors from South Africa? Because in Canada, that's the majority of our doctors are all from South Africa. No, but randomly I worked with, um, so after Amazing Race, I obviously wanted to travel all the time. And so I got this really cool job where I was working for um, a medical device company as a nurse educator for them. And I got to travel every week, like just, or just uh, domestically. And one of my coworkers there, she was from South Africa. So it was really cool, um, you know, just hearing about like, her living there and she still has uh I think a brother brother or sister she has a sibling that was still there and she would go back and visit and I was just like oh my gosh I am so jealous <laughs> that's where you're from because it was such such a cool place and she was she was very sweet but no I don't there aren't really a lot of I haven't come across any um doctors from South Africa they're all in here. Canada oh. yeah, yeah they, they are all in Canada <laughs> <laughs> they must be in Canada <laughs> That's funny. Did they, I forget, on the family edition, did they go to Canada? The, the family yes, edition? Yes, they did. Uh, they went to Montreal and uh, Toronto. And I think that yeah. was it. And Niagara, I, wasn't it? Niagara, yeah. Well, that's kind of like not far too far from Toronto. Yeah, that is pretty close by. But yeah, because I, I, I couldn't remember. I was like, is that the only time they've been to Canada? Um, season five, they did a, a half of the finale, first half of the finale in Calgary. Oh, I they feel like I watch these older ones in a while. Yeah, they did the they did like an '88 uh, Winter Olympic uh, theme task there. Um, didn't they didn't do the the Jamaican bobsled running uh, much to oh. my uh, dismay in Calgary? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. When, when I was in Jamaica, uh, when was that? Last year, I think it was. Um, at the airport, they have the Cool Runnings Cafe, and it literally plays Cool Runnings all day. So I asked the you know the, the our waiter, I was like. Do you ever get sick of watching this all day? He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, because he'd seen it so many times. Oh, it's funny, though. But I was like, oh. But yeah, I, I don't think they, I, I was going to say, I didn't think they'd been to Canada in a while. And there's so much, there's so many cool places in Canada. So many cool areas. Well, the reason they've not been to Canada in a while is because they have their own version that disappoints me frequently. They've now done <laughs> about 50 legs in Canada over the past uh, six seasons now. Yeah, I I don't really get too into it's hard Canada. I want I should watch those seasons though. I really should because I've heard it's good. But 
it's a case of diminishing returns. Like the last couple of seasons, they've just they haven't tried anymore. So it's not as good as what it could the be. The first four are good, and then you can just drop out after that. Because four, well, four was already diminishing with going to repetitive, like like the exact like some of the cities now on Amazing Race can have been visited like four or five times just because really? it's not re- there's not really city cities too much in Canada compared yeah. to the states where there's like a never ending list. Uh huh. So. Yeah, and they've even gone to some obscure places quite a bit now. Like, they've done, like, three legs in Newfoundland by now. Like, real, and not, there's not many people living over there. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to go. Do, I want to do, like, a, a big Canada trip one day. I want to make that a vacation. Because there's so many beautiful, like, lakes and stuff up there that I haven't got to see. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I did that a few years ago. I Well, I did Toronto and Niagara Falls with my brother six years ago and then we did calgary to banff to jasper and then to vancouver where we met up with oh, logan that's awesome. and then did a cruise as well oh Alaska. that's awesome i've done niagara falls a bunch because that's actually where i grew up in ohio you could drive there in like eight hours <laughs> so i done that in toronto montreal i've done those ones oh and windsor oh windsor <laughs> when i went to i was a college in toledo and so close to detroit you just take the bridge right over and the drinking age was 19 so yeah that was uh <laughs> dangerous that was a... yeah, yeah, we had a sim- yeah. <laughs> we had a similar story with rona from amazing race asia 5 because she originally grew up around seattle and stuff and of course you know with the drinking age difference so many people yeah, yeah. going to vancouver from seattle for their uh 19th birthday oh i i believe it because we went there all the time <laughs> and that was before you need like a passport and stuff so yeah before. <laughs> and actually i think i went there with like a fake id because <laughs> i was the youngest i graduated high school when i was 17 so my first like few months of college i was 17 and then didn't turn 18 till like you know about a month or two in everyone's like we're going to windsor and i was like what's windsor i'll go and then once we got there, we found that it didn't really matter. We stayed at this, like, really, like, junky days in <laughs> where it's, like, filthy and, I don't know, we were just, it was a mess. <laughs> better or worse accommodation than the Jet Shack? Um, that one was probably a little bit better because it was just a bunch of people that I knew and no one was, no one was reading or watching the anime porn, so... <laughs> It had that going for it, at least. <laughs> I like how that's used, being used as a barometer, whether an experience was good or bad now. Like, that's like the placeholder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, how does it compare? <laughs> yeah, was it better or worse than uh, spending the night in a room full of businessmen pleasuring themselves to, <laughs> right. to hentai? Yeah, exactly. That is one hell of a euphemism, Michael. <laughs> I was trying to think how, pol- how to politely say it. But it's true. And then you have to, and you can't forget to like, okay, the snacks that are set up there, like the free for all snacks and everything. Like, it was funny. I swear to God, the only person that like ate or drank anything there was Mikey. I'm pretty sure he's the only one. Yeah. He was like, I was hungry. (laughs) He's like, oh, and they had this really good, uh, one of the fountain pops, I guess was really good. Then he said there's some good snacks. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not touching any of that. I'm disinfecting everything you've just touched. Yeah, exactly. And then I remember the next morning they brought us McDonald's for breakfast. And I swear to God, it was like 
a ketchup biscuit. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Oh. It was so disgusting. Japanese McDonald's is weird. I think I've yeah. heard stories about it before. It was it was like a, a ketchup biscuit. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm just going to wait until our next adventure to get some food. Because, yeah, it just, oh, so gross. I was just ready to be out of Japan. <laughs> I was ready to be done. The fun thing is both Logan and I are going to Japan separately at the end of the year. Oh, are you? You'll have a great time. It's really pretty there. I'm going as There's part of the cruise, so I'm going to Okinawa, and Logan oh, is going to Tokyo. I'm oh, hoping to be in Japan for at least a month, if not more. It's such I might a, do a work away there, too. Oh my gosh, you should. It, it's such a cool city. I wish we would have had more time. It's kind of the same with every place we went to. I wish we would have had more time to like explore and get to roam around and stuff. Because there are some really, really cool places that we went to that I would have loved to see more of the city. But to be fair, you were so good at navigating that you didn't need to see more of the city. Exactly. We had our own. That's that's why we did it. We were just trying to make the most of the experience. <laughs> see as, most, as much as we can while we were there. <laughs> and we like to uh, to ask people some quick fire questions. It's usually the same ones because it's really fun. Sure. Oh wait, wait! Before we get to the quick fire questions, Michael, we have one. What we do have a we have a debate that we have to settle since we had uh, Brooke and Scott on separately last week. Um, who is cuter, uh, Brooke or Blair? Oh, that's a hard one. For I think Brooke. She's super cute and she's so sweet in real life. Like she's not like a. I don't know. I felt really bad for her because people said really really mean things about her. I thought like. People said mean things about me, but like they said really mean stuff about her, and they were like relentless with her all season. And they were saying like they're they weren't gonna watch anymore if she won. I'm like, oh my god, that's so dramatic. But no, uh, I'm they raced over no season thirty. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they were gonna cancel the whole thing because of her. I was yeah. like, people are nuts. But no, the carpets rolled up. Brooke. Um, <laughs> and then of course the follow up question: Brooke and Blair, cute couple uh-huh. or cutest couple? The cutest couple ever. They're adorable. They That's are. such I a agree. good match. That is such a good match. When your season ended, how much aftercare was there for you? Because you didn't get as much hate as, say, a Brooke, but you got a little bit of sort of personal attacks online. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was crazy, like, some of the stuff that, like, would be in, like, my inbox. I was <laughs> like, okay. Um, but it was funny because how I kind of handled it, I guess, was more, I don't know, I have such, I have some really amazing friends. Like, my friends are some great people, and I am so thankful for them. And they'd be like, oh my god, let's just, like, laugh at it. And then they'd, like, click on some of the people. They're like, let's click on these people and see, like, these people that are sending you these messages. And we'd, like, look through their fakes, and it's like, you know, unemployed from Walmart. And you're like, okay. (laughs) All right, cool. You know, like now I don't feel so bad because <laughs> these are the people who are are hating on me. It's these people that like don't have anything going on or be like, I don't know. It, yeah, it would it would just be like weird bad people, you know. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you guys are right, whatever. And it was funny too because when you think about it, like if I if they talked about me that much, then I must really have like bothered them for them to like think about me that much <laughs> and then you just got the odd message off say uh, a weird canadian called logan saunders like we love you Haley." yeah and i was like oh my gosh you guys are awesome and i would like listen to the podcast and stuff and i loved it 
That's cool. Or, or <laughs> that even weirder Canadian Chris Zotto, unfortunately, who I think has been blocked from every group now online oh, for Survivor yeah. and Amazing Race. I think he's like, I think I blocked him too. I'm pretty sure because I think he said something mean to me or something. I was like, I'm blocking no, Well, not mean, just it was just. Yeah, yes. I think it was creepy. Yeah, he was a creepy one. <laughs> I was like, is he a real person? <laughs> so, some quick fire questions. Who would win in a fight between a baboon and a badger? Ah, uh, probably a baboon. Or no, the badger for sure, because it's little and fierce. They have big teeth and stuff. What's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, man. That's a hard one, because I don't really karaoke, but I would say... Well, if I told you the only song I've ever karaoke to, you'd laugh, um, but that wouldn't be my go-to. <laughs> That's half the fun. Okay, so the first time I ever did karaoke, it was like me and a couple of my friends, and we were at, do, at this bar doing like ugly Christmas sweater. And it was Little Wayne Lollipop. <laughs> I randomly know a lot of like rap song lyrics. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Oh, maybe, oh yeah, yeah, Lollipop. Maybe yeah. I would do. Maybe my go-to would be Gangsters Paradise by Coolio. That's a good one. <laughs> Amish Paradise. Oh, I know that one too. That's a great song. <laughs> I had the whole Weird Al CD. <laughs> Have you ever seen him live? No, I haven't. He's but I've heard it's really live. good. My brother actually went not that long. I want to say like within the past like five years and said it was awesome. I went to see him three years ago now and it was just a, an amazing gig. No, <laughs> that's so funny. I, 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 does he still tour and stuff? Does he still like do stuff or? Well, he's been doing um, a sort of B-sides and rarity store recently. Oh. I think, but that never came over here, annoyingly. Hmm. I'll have to see him sometime. I was surprised your karaoke song choice was not a uh, little drummer boy like uh, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> no i actually i i'm a diverse i have like the most diverse playlist ever but yeah it would probably be like a rap song for sure <laughs> who's your favorite backstreet boy uh nick carter favorite member of nsync lamp for sure when was the last time you cried um oh that's an easy one that was um last weekend or on tuesday because my friend left my best friend came to visit me and she left and i was sad <laughs> What's your favorite kind of olive? Oh, just the uh, black. Or actually, I'll take that back. Blue cheese stuffed ones. Those are delish. Have you got any, Logan? Uh, as far as... Oh, yes, we have one question that we have asked every person so far. Because originally, we were going to have... We were supposed to have Justin Diana as our first guest. But uh-huh. due to Diana, Diana's pregnancy. And then I had to use the same questions for when Jen filled in a couple hours later. So <laughs> we've always had the question of... It, are you pregnant? No, I am not. No. <laughs> no. She's the mother of dogs. Yes, as two yes. koalas, Peter and Walter, and they're they're good for now. <laughs> See, the problem is we're going to end up asking that, that to people and then get an official announcement of some description. Right, right. Be like, like, or oh, be like one person be offended, cat. like, how did you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't even told my parents yet. How did you know this? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the answer for me is no. <laughs> I think the joke needs to be that when we have Justin and Diana on, we need to ask it anyway. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, was this a, was this like a, a made up? Was this fake news? <laughs> was that Alternative facts. <laughs> Alternative blue strips. <laughs> and is there anything you want people to know following your season? Um, I don't know. Just that we had, we genuinely had a really good time. We really, really did. And it's funny because, especially at pit stops and stuff, Blair and I would get along great. We would, you know, laugh, joke. And for the most part, during the legs, 
we would get along too. It was just in those stressful situations, you know, that we didn't always see eye to eye on. And and the other thing that people have to remember, there's a million dollars on the line. <laughs> when you have a lot of student loans, <laughs> that would cover them. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I, so I don't know. I don't think if somebody met me in real life, they'd be like, oh, that's, that doesn't seem like how you were there. Cause all my friends are like, that's so funny. That doesn't, it's like not you, <laughs> but I don't know. I had a great time. I was really appreciative and really grateful for that entire experience. So would you great. run the race with Blair again? Yeah, I would. I would run the race again with anyone, honestly, because it's such a great experience that if I got to go again, I wouldn't even care. Like pair me up with anybody. I don't care. <laughs> Haley and Kurt for uh, season 32. <laughs> yeah, see? There you go. I'll keep him in line. <laughs> I'll drive the Like car, on the road? Worry. Like in terms of the race or when he's driving on a road? Because <laughs> well, uh, one may be a bit more problematic than the other. I would tell him I would, if he was going to be on the race again, I'd be like, hey, make sure you get some driving lessons. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. It may or may not come. <laughs> if I ever was on the race again, I'd have to go to like a refresher course. <laughs> Really yeah, I would go with yeah, exactly. No, it wouldn't be a hair dryer this time. It wouldn't be all this stuff that I didn't need. Um, it would be more practical things. <laughs> How small would your pack be this time? Um, it would actually. I would do the same size. I did a forty-four liter, so that was a that was a good size. I think that was perfect. I don't doesn't need to be any bigger. That's for sure. <laughs> And actually, I probably could get a little smaller. It's funny. Now, I I will never check a bag now because I can pack everything into an internationally approved carry-on suitcase. It's pretty great. It's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Everyone always says to me, they're like, how could you go away for so long and just take that? And I'm like, uh, I went for a month with a backpack. So this is nothing. <laughs> this is easy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Very simple. Just you have to do one carry-on bag and then three suitcases for souvenirs like Michael Scott. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you guys watched the dinner party episode yet? Yes. Oh, I think that's one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love, love that one. That one is so great. <laughs> I'm, I'm so jealous of his TV because we don't have TVs that big in uh, Canada. Yeah, the plasma. Flat screen plasma. <laughs> I think the dinner party episode, I've probably seen at least like eight or nine times by now. Oh, I know. Especially when me and my siblings have all, like my sister and my brother, they've both watched The Office through at least seven or eight times, just like me. So we're constantly quoting it. Like the party plan committee and the committee to plan parties. (laughs) (laughs) I also like the one, um, pretty much anything at the beet farm, anytime that they're at Dwight's place, those are always good. Or where um, they did, whose bachelorette was it? Angela's bachelorette party in Meredith's son was the stripper. <laughs> that was so odd seeing them all growing up. It's like, that is not, this just isn't right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's such a good show. Oh my gosh, love it. <laughs> just love it. <laughs> so, thank you for listening to this very special Amazing Race podcast. You can join us next week for another interview. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, our own Twitter pages, MJ Hamstone for me, and Logan Superquacky for Logan. See you next time. Peace out, and just chill till the next episode. <laughs>